This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Guys, welcome to this bonus episode of Pop Kitchen. Don't forget, we post new episodes of the full show every single Wednesday. But this week, bonus, we're talking about what George is going to talk about, The Bear Season 2. George, you've finally seen it. I have. We've yeah. had a couple of emails in who have, who have asked us, you know, have you finished Season 2 of The Bear yet? Yeah. I've finished it. You haven't. You you are way no, behind. I'm just you? so. I'm We've switched TV places careers. because you've you've you. I recommended it originally. You, watched, yeah, you reviewed yeah. season one at yeah, the beginning of this it, year, yeah. and then I went and watched it. Now finished season two. But that's okay, mm. James. I, I take the baton from you, and I thank will, you. And I will do season two for you, for those people now. And I realize we are a little late to it, but I still mm. think there are a lot of people out there who are only getting round to it, or perhaps have only just got into the show. It's still we've, we've still only had a year of the bear being a show. Yeah, totally. It's only, they turned only that season two around quickly, didn't they? Very quickly. So what I will say to those listening is that if you haven't seen The Bear but would like to or have not finished season one, I would just skip this section. I'm not going to talk any spoilers about season two. I'm going to talk very lightly about the plot details. But in order to be, for me to talk about Kinda what happens in season two, I need to talk about what happens at the end of season one. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, we, it's been a while since we've done a TV review, actually, so it's, it's not often we find ourselves in this situation. So skip ahead for that. But... The Bear season two. So, yes, only a few months after The Bear season one finished, we had season two come back. And for those who don't know, or just to remind everyone, The Bear, set in Chicago. The season one followed Kami, uh, a former shit-hot, white-hot, top-of-the-world chef who was uh, dropped back into working at his brother's uh, sort of deli, a deli sandwich shop, that was complete chaos after his brother... It's not like a food truck that doesn't move. Yeah, basically a food truck that's... Yeah, literally the wheels have come off. And um, his brother had, uh, had committed suicide, and so Calm had come back to try and save this business. And you had this kind of really interesting dynamic of, you know, a Michelin star chef at like the, in the trenches of food production, completely two worlds away colliding. And you have this sort of uh, rogues gallery of characters who don't belong and don't clash. And I said, when we've talked briefly about the bear here and there, that it feels in its, it's got good dramatic bones. Mm. It feels very much like a sitcom. Yeah. I think if it was made 30 years ago, it would be a sitcom. Hey, I'm coming back to take over the brother's another restaurant. Day, another day of well, service. Well, why I oughta. And I spilled veal, veal yeah, stock yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Can you stop making a cake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, so it just says it's got good dramatic bones and obviously it is very funny. So season one concluded with them discovering the money that Michael had borrowed from Cicero. Uh, Michael had been hiding them in tins of canned tomatoes. In a way, can I just say that I still don't quite understand. I've really thought about it. What and the in the sense of like how 
I just feel there's something like a little thing missing there. And at the beginning of season two, we are shown that in the basement of the restaurant, a basement that is not referenced in season one and is never referenced again in season two, mm. we see the cans and the tins that Large Mikey was cans, yeah. that Mikey was pressing the the initials into and putting the money into. And I'm thinking, does does this mean that no one went down to the basement and saw the tins there and make the connection between the two? It's just I'm a little lost there. Minor detail. Were anyway. they not using the? Was there a thing about he, he wanted them to use the tin, the bit, the large yes, tin cans? Yes, but he was sealing the tins with the money inside, right? Yeah, yeah. But he was sealing it ostensibly in the in the basement downstairs. Yeah, a basement that from this one scene at the beginning of season two, other people seem to use, or maybe no one else went down there. But they don't right. explain it. But, right. Okay, you know, okay. whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah. Anyway, season one ends. They found the money. They decide to shut down the restaurant. I think we're going to relaunch this. And we're going to do it properly. It's no longer called the Beef, as it, as it was titled. We're going to call it the Bear. It's been Kami's dream. He wanted to do it with Michael, and so the gang, Kami, the chef, Sydney, his like the protege that's come in, uh, Marcus, Richie, Tina, Ibra, Fak. They all are part of this kind of pseudo family of like trying to relaunch this restaurant and the goal is to make it fine you know excellent and something of kami's uh standard that is the premise that's how season one ends and that is the premise of season two the restaurant is closed and they are focusing on renovation and transforming this space uh into a place of, of, of into a reputable establishment and I'll start with the stuff that I like, really liked, uh, you know, the good stuff about the show is that first of all, it creates a really nice context in season two about what's happening post-COVID in Chicago, mm. right, in America, really, with these types of establishments. And there's a scene where Sydney is sort of going around town trying to refine her palate and trying to try stuff. And she will notice that there are places closing every week, mm. almost every day. Like, it's like, it's like, it, feels it, like it feels like casualties, Chicago. I know, sorry, where is it set after COVID? When oh, I think it's like present day. Present day, yeah. So it's kind of enough time to not have to like talk about lockdowns. But, yeah. But it's it's like casualties of the food scene and it's clearly weighing on their mind. And I think that the, the dramatic setup for season two is more interesting in a way than just watching people firefight for, for season one. And just for the record, so for season one, I, which I didn't really review properly on the show, mm. I thought was like good, yeah. solid, some great moments. I liked it. And, you know, that, that was about it. That, that's yeah. fine, but that's it. Like a good, solid show. Um, the other thing that's great in season two is uh, it really takes time to explore the characters and flesh them out and give them space. And uh, I think that works really well. There's some great... There's many sort of break-off episodes with the characters. There's a great one with Marcus where he goes abroad. There's a great one with Richie where, he, where he's staging. And... Um, all of them have this common theme, which is, but despite the sort of gritty, frenetic surface of the bear, underneath it, just kind of like warm, almost like utopian view of like, hey, we can all get better. We've been stuck. The life has dealt everyone a rubbish hand, but through you know a, a shared goal of, of improvement and the sort of the, the principles. Everyone's a little bit flawed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, and, and and the principles of what running a great restaurant is about, which is great service, you know, um, working as a team above, above, working as a group above the individual. That's really that's really interesting. So you have this kind of like nice, warm, sort of dewy center, but then the tension comes with that idea of if you are going to surrender the individual to serve the group, what happens to the individual as a person? And Kami is someone who we've seen is like really struggled with that and was clearly traumatized by his experience um in fine dining by the way and when we talked about the bear off air you yeah. made a really good point which is like 
we I would really like more about Kami's experience. There's a really good scene in season one where he's you know chopping something or like he's under this really overbearing chef, the John McHale. There, yeah, and, and it's like this really interesting, intense, probably really interesting, intense context to where Kami came from. Yeah, and I thought surely. There should, I thought there should have been more of that in the Bear season yeah. one. And I thought it'd be interesting to show like what actually happened to Kami under that yeah. and the extremes and compare the two, but it never really, I, I think for Chase Basin reaction, it doesn't do that in season two. No, either. not really, which is a shame. Um, I will say that, and like what, what's, you know, it's, it, it's witty at times and, it, and like it, it brings you into this world which has its own sort of codes and language and sort of familial feel to it, which is great. Um, and I, I basically, I kind of finished season two, a bit like I did with season one thinking like, yeah, that was nice. solid, that was good. However, it, there's, there's just a couple of things that um, I think like limit it for me. And I, I haven't come away thinking, I don't think it's the best show on TV that a lot Despite of people do. Despite it getting 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, think, I think people, again, it's what we talked about. It's the new people, show bonus. Yeah, it's the new show. Oh my God, it's the new show. I have show. a thing and it's, it's new so and you've never heard of it. And I'm it, like, yeah. It's good, but because you just discovered it, you have to, oh my God, it's so good. You've got right. to watch it when really it's like. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. There are some really good, like highs with, like I said, but those into those break off episodes with Marcus and Rich and stuff are great and funny and really make you feel good. Mm. The, the one, the weakness of season two, I think is, is with Kami. Kami, who's a character who's very interesting, but what they try to do essentially is start a relationship between him and this girl that he used to know in the area, right? right. A girl who they've always liked each other, but it's this thing of like, you know, he's trying to start the new restaurant but and she's from the past so she kind of reminds him of his brother mm. and does he have time for this right now is he in a place where he's a, a ready to open up emotionally and, and her name's claire and you know that's basically kami's arc through and storyline through this series is his relationship with this uh, woman and the problem is is that her as a character claire never felt anything more than just an obstacle she no. never feels like a real person. Oh. The chemistry never feels real for me. Yeah. The dialogue, I, some of the stuff she says, I'm just like, you're just not real. She's very sort of like, hey, Carmi, how you uh, doing? Like, yeah. she's just so in awe of him and, and yeah. that's floaty. My girlfriend made this point. She said that she feels like a Delaney Rowe sketch. If anyone knows Delaney yeah. Rowe on oh, Instagram. Yeah, fantastic. Um, sort of like satirizing this stuff. And that's, and it, it's kind of true. And it for something that's actually quite important to the structural integrity the architecture of this series yeah. i'm like this isn't i don't feel any connection to this because it's she's just so clearly an obstacle to um enlighten a plot device versus a, a she's, yeah, she's a plot device yeah. and i'm like if you really wanted me to connect to this even if she is ultimately an obstacle or whatever you as writers you needed to flesh her out more make it feel like a person but I, every time she was on screen i was just like yeah i get it. and kami's gonna have to think about this or if yeah. he wants to do so that she's contrast that with kami who i think from season one is like very there's a lot of depth there, and he does. He's got this like sort of one-hour sleep, exhausted stare mm. into the mid distance. Where like I was like, oh, this guy's going through a lot, and I feel like there's mm. a lot going on. And but I just feel like it, that, that. that kind of whole uh, through line just really, which uh, just didn't did, didn't work for me, and, mm. I, I, and and didn't give me anything. And the longer the series goes on, the more pronounced that becomes. Which is probably why I enjoyed the breakaway episodes where mm. that relationship is not in it. Yeah. Um, there's also there's a really really minor detail that really bugged me as well about Sydney. Sydney, by the way, who I think is the most interesting character, and in in many ways, sometimes I thought I I almost would have preferred this show if she was the main character, right? Because I really like her position as a um, she she has lots of experience and lots of ideas, but has been knocked down by failures and mistakes in the past. But she's young enough to learn. But she is a a, a black woman in a very white masculine 
environment, industry, mm. and a very uh, hyper-aggressive environment, a woman who's incredibly intelligent off, on her own. And like, sometimes when she's on screen, I'm like, I almost think, I almost wish this was your story mm. instead of it being about Kami's. That's a minor thing. But the minor detail that really bugs me is that um, Sydney is meant to, you know, she's living with her dad and like she's putting a lot of pressure on this project to work because like it's, she basically says, if this doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's yeah. putting everything into the bear because she's had some, she's tried some things in the past uh, that are hinted at in season one and, and like she's putting all this pressure on that. And, you know, she's sort of broke. She's broken, broken. She's, this is it. And yet, I don't understand why, but the costume design for her, they have her wearing easily $700 cardigans and jumpers really? and clothes. From where? There's How no, can you tell? Because you can just tell the... the, the $700. Uh, she's wearing like a cashmere patchwork paisley printed... The clothes she wearing, she's wearing are very, very nice. Really? I, I, it's yeah. not just like she dresses well. She's wearing incredibly good clothing. And yeah. I, it always brought me out of it. There's, a, there's one episode, like I said, where she goes around town trying food. And I'm looking at the clothes she's wearing. And I'm like, yeah, you look fantastic. These are, these are so fashionable. <laughs> you look gorgeous. I yeah. love it. So, Inspired. So, so fashionable, so trendy. But I'm thinking... Distracting. It's not... This doesn't True make you. sense with your character, which mm. is which is strange because... Carmi wears a white t-shirt every day. Or, which makes total sense. Because he's character. like, I can't decide an outfit. He, I wear a t-shirt. He wears white t-shirt and he has that very... He has that jacket, that patchwork sort of woolen jacket. Yeah. Which is very, very nice and also looks very expensive. But that makes sense because he's... He's got, uh, one, he's got one item. He's got one nice item yeah. that he it spent works. his money Winter, on. Winter, summer, all year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But with Sydney, I just find it really distracting. So you're 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 wearing really nice clothes, which is a, a stupid thing to get hung up on. But yeah, for someone who no, I'm meant to believe be. is like at rock bottom and is, you know, I have to look into that when I yeah. Watch it when you see, see it, it, you'll see what I mean. Um, for so, any of you more uh, sartorially educated in like high fashion, like <laughs> I'd love if someone could point out, and be like, oh no, it's actually like a and and I think that's one of th the thing that I kind of hit the the ceiling with with the bear, which is like, it's good, and it's solid, but like. I don't think it has, it has a bit of depth, but like it doesn't have a lot of depth for me to get into. I never finished an episode and really wanted to talk about it with, with right. Anna and I watched it together and like, we never really took it apart afterwards. We would go, huh, yeah, wow, that was, that was a good episode. And that's, and that's like really it. it I'm not saying it doesn't have depth, it doesn't yeah. have substance, but, but like sometimes I'm like, you could be deeper. You is can, that the sort of sitcom element of it where it's like, you're not really meant to leave a sitcom and dwell on it and it's sort well, of structured yeah. in a way that feels like it's out of genre. Because the, they have half an hour episodes and with that kind of sitcom comparison, I'm like, well, then it kind of, I wish it kind of was funnier at times right, or yeah. slightly more eventful. But when it tries to lean into the hard drama, I kind of think, well, I wish you'd given me more in the past. Like, give me more about his background or give me, show me Sydney's past as well. I, 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 I don't know if, it's, if it actually delivers on the real, real, real depth to land the big dramatic emotional punches other than it being kind of like a fun carnival of activity to be around. Mm. It's kind of that thing of does TV need to be super absorbing? You have to watch the next episode every week or can it kind of just exist and it's there and it's very pleasant. But you're saying it's almost like, why am I here? Why bother watching? No, it's no, no, going to no, be a third I, season, by the way, based on season two. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I don't think, I, I'm not thinking, oh, why am I watching this? Whatever. I think it is, it is just that kind of like half an hour episodes, solid, good. And like, that's fine. But that's my point. When it starts to almost demand more from you emotionally and dramatically, I kind of think, well, I don't think I've really been given that much to, to really feel to this. However, yeah. however, yeah. and not to, again, like I said, it's good and solid, but, but, but having said all of that, in the middle of this season, they just drop 
an hour and 10 minute episode that oh. is set five years before the events that we're in. And so you have John Bernthal back as Mikey, yeah. but you also have Jamie Lee Curtis, Bob Odenkirk, Gillian Jacobs, John Mullaney, and Sarah Paulson. Oh my God. And it is all set at a Christmas dinner and you have Jamie Lee Curtis playing the mother. And I kid you not, it is one of the best episodes of television I've seen this year. Whoa, it is okay. absolutely fantastic. I, right. the, Jamie Lee Curtis does a performance in that that I'm like, that's what you should have won the Oscar for. Yeah. Not everything everywhere. I know obviously yeah. it's TV, but I'm like, no, I know. compared to everything everywhere all at once, which she's in it for like a couple of minutes. We thought she's like, good. She's, so like she's nothing, fine. Yeah. But this is one of, I think it's the best Jamie Lee Curtis oh, wow. performance I've you seen. You convinced me to go watch the whole series now. And I was going to just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I put it on and I was like, whoa, this is, and I, and, and it all mm. works. And she it just, the right, that lifts up all the other episodes. Basically, I mean, there are other highs, there are other good episodes, but that episode in particular, mm. it does so much at filling in the blanks of what you've been hinted at about other characters, about Mikey, about um, Sugar, about Fack, about um, Richie in particular. It's the first mm. time we see uh, his other half and like in the past. You're you know, more of that, not necessarily in length, but in uh, focus. No, I, I, I don't need them to do that episode every time. I think uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not bringing up that episode to make a point about the overall show, I genuinely just mean that episode is really fantastic. Mm. Like it's just really, really good. And um, you know, I, 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 in particular, like, I love Bob Odenkirk when he's in stuff, and like yeah. in this, he's really good as well. I, it's just, it's just it, it, that is the standout reason that does elevate the whole that whole season as a package. That is like prestige. Like I said, one of the best episodes of TV mm. this year. And so the rest of it is fine. It's good. It's solid. Could be a little bit deeper at times. I think I think the central plot with Kami and the relationship doesn't work. But that's not to say that there are episodes and moments and stuff that really matter and mean a lot. And it does build, like, as you'd expect from the bear, to yeah. a sort of tense final episode mm. where you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen? Always accompanied by a great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we had an email in the past that was like... Um, you know this it, this season is better than the first i think yeah i think i'd say it's better than the first um and yeah so i will i will watch the third season it's good it's solid has an amazing middle episode but everyone just calm down i'm 100 i think it's just like <laughs> come on guys like, yeah. it's, it's good but how much more like how much is it really giving you to 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 sink your teeth into and to think about yeah but maybe it's just me i feel like i've been a little bit too negative on it but no i th I, th I kind of see echoes of what you're saying in season one like mm. I, ha I had episode in season one which i really liked and i thought it was new and original but it was massively overhyped for me mm. people were like oh my god the bear and i was ready yeah. to watch it and i was like yeah like it's really good and there's like a couple of seeds which i found really interesting mm. and I, I liked like as i just said like hinting at his old life and mm. there's like that one scene that i was like looking forward to more but it never and do you know what it is is the um the kind of like i said the kind of war that's underneath it that kind of family yeah. element i'm sometimes i think the show doesn't know how much to lean into that sometimes and i don't know how much that works with the show so take something like boiling point right which yeah. i still think was fantastic as a, which they've just released the tv show that actually yeah. but the, as for the film like that works really well you but there's it. no like warmth in that and mm. i but I'm, i i feel kind of like scarred by boiling point because that was 90 minutes of like sheer yeah. terror and sometimes i feel like the bears the warmth of it can take the edge out but then sometimes I think uh, the warmth is exactly what it needs. But then, like, by the end, even some of the, like, nice, like, heartwarming moments that they have, I'm like, yeah, you're stretching cre credibility there a little bit. Right. It almost feels like, 
like a. Uh, a do you know what it ideas. is? Uh, this, this is. I don't. This sounds like a very snobby comment. It's like sometimes when it does like the really warm elements, I'm like, you're like a really Chicagoy thinking man's Ted Lasso. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I totally see that. There's the, there has, there's a couple if we of were all just nicer, we could succeed. Yeah, if we all just work yeah. as a t- person gets dropped into dysfunctional yeah. workplace to turn it around. I think it might be a sign of the times, the kind of stories we want to tell and, and receive. You know what, actually, I wouldn't if have been we're surprised. If a bit nicer and more tolerant, can uh, all the world be a better place? Like, like the Ted Lasso, like very brightly saturated, everything's going to be okay, overcoming very basic adversity. I wouldn't be surprised if in the pitch with the bear, it was like, yeah, we're going to, it's all going to be about kitchen stuff, but we're going to deliver the Ted, Ted Lasso sprinkle. That they make sandwiches of, instead of football. Yeah, and we're going to turn it around. It's all going to be about family. And uh, sorry, about the thing about depth, about characters, sorry, not to labor the point. Yeah. Uh, is that like, there's a scene in it where all of the characters kind of like have like an ugly duckling narrative and like Tina, she has like a, oh, you know, she's just this chef, but actually like she's quite talented and she's got this kind of like heart of gold. And there's a scene in it where she's um, with sort of a new collection of people that she's hanging out with in the season. And she like goes to karaoke. And guess what, James? She decides to sing a song all on her own. And she sings a song. And guess what? She's got a beautiful voice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I get it. She she's she's more talented than people give her credit for. Yeah. She she's she's beautiful on the inside as well. Like I get it. I, it's not that deep, but like I enjoy it. Yeah. But like I got it. I think I've seen that before somewhere. But mm. thank you. Anyway, that's the bear too. Well, guys, let us know if you have similar thoughts to George or if you did or didn't like it more. Send in your thoughts, your questions to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your impressions on the bear season two. And if you think it's better than season one or worse season one, if you're going to be watching season three. Hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. I will still continue to run around my kitchen in my flat going, cousin, behind, yeah. corner, corner, fire, yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Just for fun. I'm now going to, it's been moved up my non-existent list of like I things see. I need to, TV oh, I need good. to get so back to. Overall positive yeah, overall enough net to positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. net positive. And there you go. 